evening. We come to you online this evening because we are not having our Wednesday evening service as normal. Let me say a few things to you before we go to the word of the Lord today. And I bring you the message for Wednesday evening. We are not having any singing today, as you noticed. But I will be speaking to you for just a few moments. And I want to make a couple of announcements. First of all, remember the Hodge family, the Jason Hodge, Sister Judy Hodge, their family. Sister Judy Hodge's brother passed away. And that funeral tomorrow at 2 o'clock at Apostolic Reformation Church in Balkanville. So please show your love to the Hodge family, however you can do that. We certainly need to remember others who are suffering from the virus. I know T.C. Dupree has been in the hospital, and we certainly want to remember T.C., a longtime friend of, of people in this church, so remember him. And many others, I'm sure there's people that I know of out of town and in town that are suffering, and we, we certainly want to keep these people in our prayers. I remind you that the reason we're not having our normal Wednesday evening service is because we are taking all the precautions we can take as a church to try to not spread the virus. We are having service on Sunday morning. That service will begin at 10 o'clock, and the doors will open at 940. We invite you to come. I will say this to you. We put out a statement on our website, if you'd like to go look at that, concerning our precautions for Sunday mornings. And we are not mandating that you wear masks, but we are recommending that. And we ask you to do that if you feel comfortable with that. And if you can, if you're not wearing a mask, it's okay. Nobody's going to run you away from the church. We want you to come and worship this Sunday. We'll practice our social distancing. There will be hand sanitizers uh, when you enter. There will be gloves if you need them and masks if you need them. And we want you to come and have a great time and experience here on Sunday morning worshiping God. We have endured a lot of things over the last few months, and God has kept his hand upon us. I want to thank you, all of you Christian Life Church members especially, for the kindness of your contributions and continuing to support the work, the work of God here at CLC. We could not exist without the faithfulness of the people of God, and you have been so faithful to do that, and we give honor to you. Let me remind you before I go into the word of the Lord, there are three ways to give to this church. One, you can go online at clcmonroe.org, and there is a give button on that website that you can give that way. You can also give by texting GIVE to 318-301-3601, or you can mail your donation, your contribution to 6680 Frontage Road, Monroe, Louisiana, 71202. Thank you. God bless you. We hope that the blessings of the Lord are upon your household and you're having a great week. We've preached from all kind of subjects for the last few weeks talking about the things that are happening around us. And, and uh, we've, we've come talk to you about faith and we've talked to you about fear. And I know Brother Rory talked to you last week about the storms in your life. I want to take a passage tonight or from uh, 
Psalms chapter 37 and just read a few verses of Scripture and elaborate on that for just a little bit. And maybe it will help someone this evening and the Word of the Lord can be your mainstay in this time of trouble. Let me read today from Psalms 37. It says this, a Psalm of David, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord. Notice this. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Let me talk to you for just a few minutes this evening about the cure for worry. How to quit worrying. We are living in a world where if you turn the news on and uh, you watch very closely, it won't be but a few seconds until you'll hear negative things and you'll hear all kind of of reports about things that are happening in our world that would cause us to panic. And we hear about pandemics, we hear about riots, we hear about death, we hear about wars and rumors of wars. We hear all of these things, and these things bring us worry. I, I, I know because I am a human just like you are, and there are times that I wake up in the middle of the night and my head is, is just spinning and, and, and thinking about things that we are encountering as church people or the people of God. And, and it, it, it causes me great stress sometimes. But I got to looking at the word of the Lord. And there, there's enough things to worry about that if you wanted to, you could worry every waking moment of every day and you would profit little. But experience tells us that most of the things that we worry about don't ever come to pass anyway. They don't ever happen. And uh, I, I, I was brought to memory today when I was getting ready to bring the word of the Lord to you this evening. And, and this is a little song that we used to sing when I was just a boy in Sunday school. It went something like this. Why worry when you can pray? Trust Jesus. He will lead the way. Don't be a doubting Thomas. Don't be a doubting Thomas. Believe the Lord's promise. Why worry, 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 worry when you can pray. What David was saying in the word of the Lord was this, fret not thyself. That term means don't worry. Quit fretting about it. Fret not thyself of evildoers. There were some things that he gave us in principle that will help us not to worry about the things around us. Folks, you cannot listen to every voice that you hear. Could I say to you this evening, 
Everything on the news is not true. Everything on the internet is not true. Everything on Facebook is not true. You can't worry about everything that you hear. But David gave us some principles. And the first thing he said was this in verse 3. He said, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. You know, there's a lot of things that you can put your trust in. There are a lot of things uh, that, that will call you and get your attention. And you'll be disillusioned if you're not careful. And you'll put your faith and your trust in things and in people and in politics and in institutions or programs. Many people are trusting in a lot of things. But I choose to trust God. I choose to stand upon the word of the Lord. It was the psalmist that picked up the pen in chapter 20 and verse 7. And this is what he said. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. I want you to understand today that trusting in, in the Lord Jesus Christ is the is the mainstay of every child of God. You don't have to worry if you can put your trust in God. You will never be disappointed when you believe him. There's a safe place to live our lives when we trust in God. That's the first thing he said. Let me, let me close this, this little point with this. Proverbs 29 and 25 said this, so instead of worrying about a situation, Let's trust God for the answer. Let's look to the Lord for the answer. In the King James Version, it says this, The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Did you hear that? The psalmist said, Whoever puts their trust in God is going to be safe. So the first thing in principle to stop and to help your worry and to dismiss your worry is to start trusting the Lord. The next thing David said was, in verse 3, do good. He just simply said, do good. Doing good will bring the blessings of God in your life. Do good. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 16 says this, but to do good and to communicate, for, and, and to communicate forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. He said, do good and don't forget to communicate. For that is what God is well pleased with. We live in a wicked world. We live in a world where there's ungodly lifestyles and there's all things happening and the actions of people aren't too Christian most of the time. But let me tell you what we have to do as children of God. First, we got to trust God. And the second thing we do is we do good for those around us. Paul said in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10 that we must do good especially to them who are of the household of faith. Doing good eliminates the need for worry. Just don't worry. Trust God. Do good. Here's the third thing he said in verse 4. I want you to notice this. He said, I love this scripture, delight thyself also in the Lord. Delight thyself. You know what he said? When you do that, he will give you the desires of your heart. I've used the scripture many times. 
For the child of God, it is living for the Lord that gives us our happiness. And when you delight yourself in the Lord, the things of this world begin to pale in significance in your life. They don't mean as much as they used to. When we delight ourselves, when we're removed from the things of the world, our worry, our worry factor is greatly reduced because we suddenly understand this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I'm not worried about what the world has, what the world's doing, what the, what's going on around us. I know, I know we live in a real world. But when you delight yourself in the Lord, when you put yourself in his presence and in his power and in his glory and under his anointing, the fear and the worry and the anxiety will suddenly have to take a back seat in your life. Here's the next thing David said. He said, commit thy way unto the Lord. Commit thy way. To make a commitment is not something that is very popular in the hour in which we live in. There are very few really, really, really committed Christians anymore because people refuse to give up their fleshly desires and the things that they love in this world. But when you commit your way to the Lord, the, the, the Word of God said, commit. I wish you'd just say that over and over in your mind. When I commit my way unto the Lord, when we are fully committed to the Lord, we don't have to worry about where we stand on many issues or what we're going to do. Let me just be frank and honest with you on this Wednesday evening, if I may. There's all kind of things that are around us and in, that invade our minds, and, and sometimes you don't know what to believe. But if you commit to God, you'll do what is right in the sight of God. You'll walk your walk and live your life according to the Word of God. You won't be tied to some political machine. You won't be tied to some agenda of some outside source. You will be tied to the Word of God. I realize and I know that everything out there is not godly and not good and, not, and there's some of our leaders that are a disgrace to our country and to our cities and to our communities but let me tell you who is never a disgrace when you commit your way to God our commitment determines our stand for God and when we commit ourselves fully to God we can rest assured that he's going to commit himself to our needs and he's going to take care of us John 2 23 through 25 illustrates that point Jesus would not commit himself to the people because they were not committed to him go read it for yourself God, help us all to be committed to the things of God. It'll take the worry out of your life. And the next thing he said, David said in verse 7, was rest in the Lord. It is a great blessing to be able to rest in the Lord. Jesus said in Matthew 20, 11 and 28, he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I believe there's rest in the hands of God. The greatest worry that we have is, is it, it's not uncurable. The greatest cure for the worry we have is the baptism of the Spirit of God in our lives. For with stammering lips, Isaiah said this. I want you to notice Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 said, 
Come, and I will give you rest. But if you go back to the over silver tongue prophet Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 11, just turn those around. He said, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people for to whom he said, this is the rest. What is the rest? Stammering lips and another tongue, a spiritual experience, an anointing of God, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said, wherein ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. So ladies and gentlemen, the cure for worry is to trust in the Lord. It's to do good. It's to delight yourself in the Lord. It's to commit your way unto the Lord and to rest in the Lord. I was reading today in Matthew chapter 6, the great sermon on the mount, and I saw some things there that I, I feel are very, very important for me to talk to you about. Jesus was, he knew the worries of life. He saw where we were going to be. He taught in the Sermon on the Mount about so many powerful things. But when he began in, in, in chapter 6, and you get down to verse 25, here's what he said. He said, therefore I say unto you, take no thought. I want you to notice that. Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor for your body, what you shall put on, because life is more than meat and body more than raiment. And then he said, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap. They don't gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father, he feeds them. Are they... Are, are, are ye not much, much more better than they? You know what Jesus is saying here? Why are you worrying? That's basically what he was saying. As a matter of fact, if you go pick up the NIV, pardon me, the NIV, this is what it will say. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. It is not it's not life more than food and the body more than raiment. He said, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Who, who of you, by worrying, can add one single hour to his life? Who are you? And then verse 28, if you keep reading, it said, And why do you worry about clothes? He said, Look at the lilies of the field. They don't labor and they don't spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So do not worry. That's what Jesus said. So do not worry, saying, what are we going to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you have need of them. But seek ye first. Here's a key verse. Verse 33 said, but seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. There's that word again. For tomorrow will worry about itself. 
Each day has had enough trouble of its own. Let me tell you tonight, I want you to understand why I'm standing here saying what I'm saying. Because I talk to people almost daily that are worried. I sat in a dentist chair this very morning, and, and the dentist, when he leaned over, he said, Preacher, what is wrong with our world? He said, our world has sunk to low morals. He said, I'm not the best guy in the world, but I try to live my life right. I, I want you to understand everybody's worried. Everybody's worried about pandemic, worried about death, worried about riots, worried about politics, worried about a lot of things. I'm here to preach to you on this Wednesday night. Jesus said, why are you worried? He questioned he questioned those around him. He said, why are you worried? If I take care of all of these natural things, I made you. Don't you know that I'm going to take care of you? I've come to help you on a Wednesday evening to tell you, just trust in the Lord. Just do good. Just delight yourself in God. Just commit yourself to his ways and rest in the hands of God. There is nothing that God can't handle in your life. You've never had a problem too big for God. You've never had a situation God can't handle. You can worry about it all night long. Look, we're human. We wake in the night. We get up in the morning. We're worried about this, worried about that, worried about jobs, worried about, look, I understand we're human, but could we stop putting all of our all of our vision and the things that we're seeing upon this world in our in our brain and in our heart? How long has it been since you picked up the word of God and just said, Lord, whatever comes, whatever goes, However it may be, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to commit it all into your hands. I wish tonight that every member of this church were in this congregation, in this building, because we'd walk forward right now and commit it all into the hands of God. Lay it at his feet and say, I'm not worrying anymore. Let me tell you, worry can kill you and stress it's a, it's, a, it's a known fact. Doctors will tell you that stress can kill you. It's hard on your heart. It's hard on your body. It takes vitamins and minerals out of your body. It's, it's hard on you. Quit worrying. Quit worrying about things that aren't going to happen. I, I'm going to preach to you just a moment more and tell you I trust him. My favorite song became a few years ago when I learned, I learned a hard lesson in life. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord, I trust you, Lord. I will not worry. I, I refuse to worry. I, I want to tell you, the devil, will he'll use worry against you to drive you crazy. He'll drive you to insanity. He wants to, the Bible said, the Lord is going to give you peace and love and a sound mind.
mind. He's going to take the worry out of your heart. You know, here's where I'm standing on this day. God's blessed us. We've been blessed. We've been kept. I, I know there's so many around that have that have experienced terrible things, and a lot of you are worried this very day. But let me tell you what you got to do. You got to look beyond the present moment. You got to know that none of this took God by surprise. None of this took God off off, off in, 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 in the left field somewhere. God knows where you are. He knows what you're going through. He knows every situation of your life. He understands the situation with your children. He understands where your husband or your wife or your loved one may be at this very moment. I feel an anointing while I'm preaching to you here this evening. And I'm the only one here beside the one doing the filming, but I feel an anointing. And I'm here to tell you in the Holy Ghost right now that God wants to help you and touch your mind. Just get your eyes on Jesus. Has he not led you out before? Has he not opened a door in your life before? Why can't we just trust him? Let me tell you, I'd rather go to my grave trusting in Jesus Christ and knowing that beyond this grave is what we've strived for for so long. Just do good. Just trust him. Just delight yourself. Just commit your way. Just rest in him. Get you an old-fashioned altar and bow your knee and ask God to renew you in the Holy Ghost. This will cure your worry. This will help you. This will take care of the situation that you're facing. This is what you need to do. Prayer changes things. I don't know if you understand that. Maybe there's someone watching that's never tried that. Prayer changes things. Prayer turns situations around. Prayer can even turn the mind of God. Prayer can turn your world around. Prayer can turn your situation back to where it needs to be. I'm just praying today that the words that I speak on this Wednesday evening will reach deep, deep into the heart of the people who are watching here for our Wednesday evening Bible study. I know it's not deep. I know it's not anything you haven't heard before, but it's relevant to our time and it's relevant to our hour. And we're going to keep instilling faith in you and preaching to you that God is able. God can do it. God will do it. He is a prayer answering God. The cure for worry. Why worry, Jesus said. David said, trust in him. Do good. Delight yourself. Commit your ways. Rest in him. Just put your, put your everything in the hands of God. Could I pray for you as we close our evening Bible study? I know, I know that some of you are facing some things right now. I know, I know what some of you are up against. Could you just pray with me in your home right where you are right now? Could you just bow your head and pray with me now? Oh, Father, we believe today that you love us and we know that your word is true and you said it in your word if we would put it in your hands that you would take care of it. The battle is not ours, Lord. The battle is yours. Wherever that one is in the living room or the dining room or the bedroom or the automobile while they're moving about their daily 
work and their chores right now. God, let an anointing rest upon them and touch their mind. We commit ourselves to you. Lord, you asked the question, and we're going to tell you now. We believe you're going to provide. We believe you're going to heal. We believe you're going to take care of us. We believe everything's going to be all right because you are our God, and you're the God above all gods. We trust you in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you today. I hope you'll be with us Sunday to worship. Please come. We have a great time here on Sunday mornings, and and we're going to do our best to follow all guidelines. But we're praying earnestly, praying earnestly that the hand of God would reach down into our society and our world and remove this horrible thing that has come against us. We're praying that God would deliver and that God would heal. I hope to see you this weekend. Be faithful to the kingdom of God. I love you. God bless you.